Canary Miss and Jackano. It's a big finish semi on English Riviera. Dormier's lifting. Revolutionary Miss and Jackano coming as well. Dormier holding on. They hit the line. Dormier in a photo. Welcome to Bet Doctor Behind the Curtain. Look at how pro punters operate. I'm your host, Scoot, and I'm joined in studio by Mr. Baywatch, John Walter. How are you, Walt? I've changed my name to Hasselhoff. Oh, just, yeah. just a little bit of a uh, costume check. Keep your pants just, on, though. You've got the full man. Baywatch kit, and oh, you've even got the red the, shorts. We'll keep it on. Well, everywhere's a bay at the moment. What a joke. It's crazy. The bay's isn't it? coming in. Yeah, and it's still absolutely hammering down here at the Gold Coast, and Brisbane's underwater for the next week, so there'll be not much reprieve for everyone around the Northern Rivers, and Brisbane will just be off, so you can uh, just put a pen through any racing uh, in Queensland for the next week. It's, I just don't know how it's going to subside. Yeah, oh, the poly track's their only hope, I think, for any sort of racing, but even getting the horses out of Gold Coast, Brisbane, is pretty much impossible, I think. So it took me an hour and a half to get here, normally a 30-minute drive, so it's not, um, not much fun for anyone at the moment. And I don't doubt most horses would be getting worked at places like Eagle Farms, completely under, or was. I don't know how it is now. Mm. And, Warwick Farm evacuated. So yeah. preparations yeah, are just all up in the air, aren't they? That's it. And trying to find, trying to work out as a punter, even if they do go around, you know, what horses have missed work, what horses have, you know, had uninterrupted preparations is going to be nearly impossible for, you know, so it's going to knock on effect for us for a while. We'll be there. And a big warm welcome to uh, the two lads down in the uh, Melbourne studio, the People's Republic of Victoria, DK and Nico Noonan. How are you, lads? Yes, Nico. How are you? Good. Going all right down here, Scooty? 30 degrees today. There's nothing to complain about no, in Melbourne, no, no, is not, not yet. Not yet. A bit of, bit of precipitation on the way True. for the weekend. But oh, what? do you see Walt's T-shirt there? Nico, Pamela Anderson. Did you, did you know Pam? Yes, I'm, oh, I'm alerted to Baywatch. I'm yeah. like my other sort of I know, yeah. <laughs> mate, I've mate. actually had people come up to the races and talk to me about how I limited knowledge of movies. I need to live she, there. But I know Baywatch. Baywatch was The Rock. She was, oh, yeah, The Rock. Was, was he? No, he was The Rock. Oh, was the Rock was in the movie, wasn't he? It's <laughs> Zac Efron. There you go. Is Tommy Lee in the in Baywatch, or is you see another yeah, special selected? Lee. No, 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 films. no. There was a girl, some Tommy Lee, and oh. the, the blonde. But no, Gina Lee, Gina Lee Nolan. That was her. Gina Lee Nolan. I had the I had the poster of Pam in the in the red uh, red bathers in my my bedroom as an impressionable teenager. She was <laughs> Miss you World. Didn't need blue tack to stick it to the wall either. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was a it was a it was a cracking weekend of racing last week. Uh, had it all. It was the uh, a minor flood in Sydney, and it was an amazing effort to keep the races on. Everyone was thinking it was a dollar one to get cancelled, and uh, the track was very interesting down at Caulfield. There's obviously uh, a bit of watering, and it was fence on fire. We had a little bit of a silent punters club, which uh, seemed to work. The banking page still didn't work, but we think we fixed it this time. I say it every uh, every couple of weeks, but uh, fifty dollar units uh, returned fifty five sixty four. And there's a little graphic on the screen. Some of the highlights: Mug Punter he found flying mascot. We coupled that up in a multi. We had May Rose in that same multi at 270 in Sydney. Gravina got us out in the last. Forbidden Love uh, was a good winner at 750. The Daily Gas and Johnny Walter found that one. And then in Adelaide, uh, Hainton Station for Will Clark and uh, was a good winner for us. Uh, Will's over in uh, Dubai at the moment, uh, going great guns. And then Struck By was another uh, top flock bet there at $9. And Zorro's Dream was off the map. I think it was about 420 into 270 on the totes over in Adelaide. So, we, uh, Do they have totes in Adelaide? <laughs> it was, uh, we lived to fight another day uh, in the punters club, so it was good to uh, get a small return there, so 10% there. But um, I guess the uh, the car crash watch, and uh, pity it was a silent punters club and no stream, but uh, as we said earlier, uh, we had May Rose, Walt's tip, we had Flying Mascot, the Mugs uh, moral in there, and then it was all into Yarra Valley, a horse called Claudia Shiver, and it was one of DK's. Dear, oh dear, it uh, went straight to the front. It was probably going a bit keenly, and then blouse. DK, how were you? Oh, yeah, I was... Um... <laughs> oh, well, again, DK does, he normally ducks and weaves any sort of stream or putting his balls on the line on, on t- oh, No wonder, he's, he's, uh, he had, he's waiting for the silent stream. And so, of course, the, the low light was obviously my, my selection, of course, which is standard for these streams, doing the money, a big result. Personally, DK subs, the... Um, Big multi going. So find this thing, 460, 460 to 230, right? So market <laughs> said, today's the day. It's race. You pick the right horse. It's right race. Jump straight on the bunny. Walks. Dollar thirty on the turn. Mm. No. Nah, just gave absolutely effing zilch. And um, there was, you know, it had about eight positive factors that horse and two negative factors. And the two negative factors were it was trained by Lloyd Kenwell and was trained by Lloyd Kenwell. And that's probably why it got beat. Anyway. <laughs> 
Anyway, yeah. so that's what happens. He's in the he's in the Trent, he's in the Trent and Natalie basket as far as punning concerns near Kenwell. But 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 I will say I will say off the back of that, at least he wasn't throwing around millions of dollars on the back of that at the sales over the last few days. Mm. Um, I saw him put one ad up. He paid twenty grand for something, which said fair enough. He's he's um, that's that's all right. But other unlike other joints with um, the worst strike rate in the state <laughs> of the top thirty traders out there throwing around millions of dollars feed income, I know. I know fools and their money are soon parted, but um, God, what's going on there? Fair income, anyway. People can do what they like yeah, with their money, but you're backing in the stable with the worst strike rate. Spare me. I think DK's referring to uh, Griffiths to Coffee. Oh, I didn't say that. I'm, I didn't say. I'm only alleging. I'm only alleging. So I'll second I'm... that. I'll second that. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's crazy, isn't it? I'll tell you what, there was uh, one punter on track. It looks like it was in Sydney. Oh, I'm not sure. DK could have been on course. We'll have to zoom in on this one. But let's play this video here. There's a punter here kicking his ass. Oh, it's the mug. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Looks like the mug to it's... me. That's <laughs> the mug putter. The mug would What's have been swing. There's no way he would have flushed it that good. <laughs> What's he wearing? A beret to the races. When you uh, when you zoom in closer too, it's uh, it's Samuel just... L. D. K. You know what? It was just after Forbidden Love hit the uh, hit the line. Oh. Well, he would have had to wait about another three minutes for the favourite to get the line, so it wouldn't have been much. <laughs> oh, it was an absolute uh, peach, whoever found that one. Some uh, live footage of the mug there kicking his hat after uh, Ice Bar got beat. But um, the Randwick track, it was amazing that it actually got through the meeting, wasn't it? Insane. Like, it was less than a dollar one that it was off, and then for them to run it, it was just peak PVL, like, just saying, I'm running, doesn't matter what happens, get your bloody... But up and, and then you saw the first two races, you couldn't see the horses. You're just waiting for someone to die. And no one had any complaint. The track played absolutely perfectly, and I don't know what the hell happened. Mm. It was insane how, how, how good the track was. Because mm, everyone was saying it was just ruined. Well, it would have to be. And like this week, again, it's going to be a bit of a bloody nightmare for them if they get any break in the weather and they do run. But the, the damage, whatever it happened last week, but um, wouldn't have had any chance to repair. But... Uh, yeah, they did an incredible job to get through last week. Insane. And some two-year-olds would just be busted up for the whole preparations, and then some horses just won't recover off that. that yeah, run. that's always that. You've got to try and measure up now, the, like the recovery rate from that, then plus whatever work they've missed all this, is just going to be an absolute nightmare. The two-year-olds, like as you said, they'll sleep for a month. That I don't know why they would have run that extravagant star. Um, easy to say now. It's got beat 45 lengths, but any horse that sort of looked like it had a slipper potential, why would you run it on that track? Um I've got no idea. Mm. And then Kurt Caulfield rails in run. It's uh, going to throw up funny bits of form. Uh, I sort of tank. I got pretty tangled up, and we sort of got tangled up for the punters club. I think every time we uh, back one of Nico's, we were on the wrong one, and then anything that we didn't back in Nico's ended up winning. So I handled Nico's set, and we did for the punters club just absolutely awful, awfully. So uh, apologies there, Nico, because you've uh, you've had a great day, and then. Somehow we've uh, managed. I thought you did a good job it. to miss the one of gaze that he sort of. I, I didn't have too many looks in the chat, but he mentioned it about sixty-seven times. Carceray <laughs> kid. Yeah, yeah, I, I did notice that one. I thought that was a good miss. He <laughs> left that one straight through to the keeper. That was great. Oh, it's uh, it's not easy stuff steering, but um, I, I found the. How did you find? Obviously, you found it meeting a lot easier than I did, uh, at Nico. But uh, once the, the track patterns become like that, like well, I, and we've even got ourselves tangled up in the Oakley Plate Menage and. We just I just made an absolute meal of it. And it's tricky. The zig when I should have zagged. It's, it stifles me for turnover when it's like that. De- definitely Nico? is tricky. I think the early in the day, it was more, it looked worse than what it was because the tempos were so slow. We had some small fields and those kind of things. Like later in the day, when there was actually some races that were run genuine, like the Blue Diamond and co, like they could sort of come a bit wider, but no, definitely not disadvantage to be on the fence. Probably advantage and probably was rails and run for sure. But, um, I even managed to get on DK's other camp, Sierra Sue, managed to get them home in a group one. I think that's the first bus and young winner I've ever yeah, backed. Double so. figure odds, that's, that's the go, you know. Yep. Try, try backing them in hard in the market and see you go. See the things that sail on Friday? <laughs> see the thing, Evens in the first race was pulled up at the 600. Nothing American actress everyone wants to play her into off its last section at Kilmore. Yeah, it, I think it fell into third or something, like 350 or something. But yeah, double figure odds, home they go, yes. I'm going to say you can't train, but as far as punting, because Trent doesn't know, right? He's proven he doesn't know. Everyone's heard his things. They leak out, his pre-race things. He doesn't know. So that's why they win, they win at double figures and hard in the market. Try backing them and see and you go. She, she had the perfect, in the poor house. perfect run for that day, like drew on the fence, just got off, right sort of right place, right time, which is how she's probably going to win her races that we saw in the Rupert Clark and a few other races she had. So 
Yeah, it was it was a day that um, was a little bit tricky in some places. I, more, I just got com- more confident throughout the day. Marabi, that was just going to be her absolute race. And Castlereagh Kid was the same. That was a peach of a ride by uh, Oliver, just getting him up and rolling. He looks like he's going to be hard to beat in Alistair Clark and probably goes on to a Derby and's right there and might have the right platform. Like, how do you treat these Sydney horses going around in the next few weeks on the wet tracks? And what do you even do with these Sydney tracks? Like, is Ramwick going to recover? Or are you just going to be on a heavy deck for the whole entire autumn? Like, it's it's going to be tough going for sure. Mm. Now, another uh, little issue popped up on Twitter that uh, got a few people uh, upset was uh, Flutter uh, and their market share. John Stensholt uh, from AFR uh, tweeted this one. A bit late to this, but uh, Flutter's latest results show Sportsbet's got a 50% market share in online betting in Australia now. Adjusted operating profit of $750 million in 2021. Crazy numbers. And I think that is absolutely crazy. It, uh, given they, not much of it's mine. <laughs> Bastards, they're the lowest of the low. It's uh, it's crazy. Hey, they uh, they're playing cat and mouse with uh, a few of our subs. We spoke about it on last week's show. DK, any thoughts here? It's uh, the tab's just absolutely gone. It's it's legless. Well, that's what's... how how's the tab gone? It's oh. a joke. They've got endless money. They've been they've got four hundred and fifty thousand meter head start in a two hundred meter race. How are they so legless? They have got the vision. They got everything. They got everything. They got they got the, the racing bodies in their pocket. The retail mm-hmm. being closed wouldn't have helped. Like so, people who had, oh. hadn't graduated, they might have come across. But um... but they had twenty years head start on sports bet, like mm-hmm. or the, on online. You know, like it's not as if they've got any excuses on the online platform either. It's um, they can give free bets. They can do whatever they like. Now I saw that some huge incentives they've been offering to to clients, which I didn't even think they were allowed to do. So they, they've got no handicap. Like um, it's just Should... crazy how bad the tab is. My biggest issue with that is that, that, again, it just shows how big they are and yet how small they bet. Like, mm. So Joe Coronica and Aussie Wagering and all the little bookies have got to bet the same NBL limits as they do, you know, and they, they want to bet you as small as possible. When, and this goes back, when I left the joint, like 2013, this is the mentality that's in there, so it gives give people some perspective. So I've worked there for five years, worked hard, and back then we were allowed to do external punting, so punt for the joint, which was a carryover from Mark Reed. Right, and in probably three years, 11, 12, uh, 10, 11, 12, I've probably won a million bucks for external punting, million dollars, including 2012, won about half a million. Right, got minuscule bonus, pay rise you'd laugh at. So I le- I'd left, and um, I was saying goodbye to the boys and all this and that. And anyway, I went home, did some forms, started betting on a race. Two weeks later, there was a Mildura meeting, and I'm thinking sports bet were up on the market, so thirteen dollars this thing, and I'm thinking, oh, I wonder what limits they would have put me on, you know. Even the hardest of the hard were getting on to win a thousand, although, you know, Bartholomew's and all that. Um, but I worked there for five years, won all that money. Maybe they'll bet me to win two. So I go and ask for, um, you know, 200 each way or something at $13. 40. 40 each way to win 500. As I was walking out the door after five years' service, they'll cut me back. What do we put DK on? We'll put him on odds to a monkey. <laughs> no, that, that's, that's a mentality. Like, so, you know, you just can't, can't. That, that's. Oh, that, that gives people some perspective anyway. We've got, we've got a high-tech graphic yeah, here. We've, we've got, got a high-tech uh, graphic. This Waltz is the Flutter just, uh, share price uh, from when DK left. If you zoom in there, you can just see. So DK <laughs> just... There it is. That's, uh, yeah. Flutter share price has just gone to the that's moon. That's the scale because we couldn't fit it in there. That's about it's about a 400 <laughs> it's a to 1 DK's scale there. Battle. <laughs> yeah, that's when DK left, 2000. Oh, I'll tell you what. This is uh, this is Walt's note sheet for uh, for every, every episode that we do, right? So I just... At the start of every one, he just... I give him a blank piece of paper, and he wrote, his notes are on the run. I do. I'm not making that up whatsoever. Oh yeah, I think uh, I think it needs sort of. A, I need it needs addressing. There's uh, the smaller bookies in the game that are trying to uh, bet these minimum bet laws, but uh, let's uh, let the smart punters uh, pick away at that 750 mil pro, uh, profit and let let uh, us turn over more money with the, that's uh, the what bigger it should guys. Be about. That's, what it, that's what it's all about. You, they don't all win. Like it's all about turnover, right? Exactly. That's what the industry wants. Turnover. No, they don't. Mm. All right, it's going to be a, uh, a bumper show. That's enough of the dribble to uh, kick us off. But uh, Nico Noonan's going to have a look at uh, the Group 1 Australia Guineas Day. Uh, you got Sydney underwater, so there's a couple of uh, horses going Just that Just a question way. there. Like, if you're on Maurice Me Dad at 40s each way and it's got to run, are they paying now or do we have to wait till after the race? <laughs> <laughs> Terry Layton's going to have a look at uh, the Bunbury Cup on uh, Saturday. It's at Ascot. The borders are open. Uh, happy days again over in WA, but a uh, bit of a discrepancy in some of the uh, the crowds. DK tells me uh, pre-show there's uh, open the gates for AFL, but uh, some people not on not allowed on course for the races and f- capped at 500 and 
Like they're Where just at? playing favourites. WA, it's a shambles with their crowds. It's like back to two years ago, and they got COVID. more COVID than anyone's had the whole time or something. It's just yeah, very well organised that fella. Mug Punter, Mug Punter is back. He's back in business. He's uh, he's back flying mascot. I think he's a Melbourne form judge now. He's in the winner's circle. He's kicking his hat with the ice bath, but uh, he's back. Just <laughs> to say nothing. Just to say nothing. Oh, the uh, the top sports steamers, uh, they got oh so close. There was uh, a pre-post bet of $1,000 at 71, uh, revolutionary miss. So that would have been uh, an excruciating watch for that punter. You found the price. You've had 1000 bucks. You nearly got up uh, the Merlihan skirt. And, uh, well, you find uh, a horse like Dormier to knock you off, and it's uh, absolutely sickening. So hopefully uh, that punter just uh, booked her out or booked that out and uh, still got a result on the race with uh, that good ticket of 1000 at uh, 71. Up first, uh, Walt's going to have a look at Randwick, but uh, I haven't got a Manscaped product. I haven't got the shirt on him uh, behind the eight ball, but uh, the Little Birdie offer still exists at Manscaped. 20% off if you put in uh, the code Little Birdie. I had the cleaners around on Monday, and uh, I like to make a mess of the bathroom before the cleaners oh, no, come. no, you don't. No, I do, because I get in trouble from the missus if I leave, like, you know, clippings and I have to have a shave and all that sort of thing. So I tie myself. I time oh, I haven't taken a video of it, but grub. I've gone from like head to head to quad, and I've done the full shave down in ten minutes. I'd, well, I'd rather Manscaped. clean up after you than the the the, the opposition. Like if old mate mailbags <laughs> been in there, I'd hate to be going in after him. So I'd rather clean up after you than after him. Ah, uh, so make sure you uh, you check out Manscaped. You get twenty uh, percent off. Little Birdie is the code, so it works on the Australian site, the US site, wherever you want. Make sure you get the weed whacker. Oh, I love it. And uh, yeah, I think you get a free pair of boxer shorts that uh, Walt's modelled a couple of times recently. But uh, the big wet up at Randwick. How many, uh, how big's your streak on the Bet Doctor show? You only do one race. Yeah, May Rose last week. I thought we were going streaking. I thought it was like old school. Are you we're three going or to the quad. <laughs> <laughs> three or four winners in a row. I, don't I, I can't remember. Mate, you don't count things. You don't worry about things. You're only as good as your next, your next race, aren't you? Like the mug. Otherwise, you'd be off the cap. Um, no, no, we're just chipping away. Just chip away, especially at this time of year. Like you just, just try and find the best option and and uh, and pray. Hopefully, uh, you're chipping up Walt selections uh, back at home. But uh, let's have a look at Randwick race four. Fingers crossed, they're still on. So they've got uh, 150 mil yesterday. They've got another 150 to 200. They, they've got the rain bomb there. So Mate, it's a six at the moment. They've just upgraded, it, so it's all right. <laughs> Can't be a six. It's a six. It's oh, a six. go away. Yeah, it's a six. It's, 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 it's on the it's on the five side of a six. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I don't know. They just, they just talk to themselves uh, there at racing. Mate, after last week, I'm, yeah, he's Harry Houdini, so I'm not saying anything. <laughs> Mighty Beal's a favourite here. Uh, good win and last start, 380. No compromise for 20. Shiraz, uh, 650. Zarek, Zarek uh, 750. Too much to bear. That's me. Seeing Walt every uh, Thursday, $8. Uh, Luncey's, uh, 950 on top. $14 um, cap fever, 26 Mustajir, 26 and uh, we won't bother quoting the rest. Replay we're going to have a look at here is no compromise in the blue with the pink dots way out the back last. It was a great ride here, and I can't. It, it amazes you that this rider is staying aboard, but it does have 53 and a half on its back, so Mighty Bill, the other favourites, in the white cap about to hit the front. We're in the white cap running in the back of the grey, in the back of here. Now we're going to step off our left, and then we're going to... Step off our right, and then we're gonna swerve around here and do our best to hit the line. But this horse, um, I sort of went back as far as I could to make sure it, it does handle heavy. Uh, I don't, I don't like to try and find horses. There's a lot of things I don't try and find here, and I did, I did send you a message, and I did, it does take me back to Batman in about <laughs> 1985 when uh, the Joker's in the side alley with uh, Bruce Wayne, and he says, uh, "You're." You ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? And that's what it's like playing in these 2,000-metre races at Randwick with 63 Waller runners in it. But um, I think this is the right one. I've done the, the reverse psychology on the race, and I think Jay will have to make a meal of it to get to get this horse beat. The, the other runners are not well as well set up as this bloke. He's won over 2,400, so 2,000 on a wet won't be a problem. He can sustain a run. He can sustain a run on a wet track. He just needs to sort of track up. It doesn't look any crazy, you know, shouldn't be 10, 10 length tearaways or anything silly in the race. And uh, I think this horse will run you a, a very, a very good race with the mighty J Ford. No compromise. Mm. And it's got four mats at 2300. So yeah, that's it. So it, and, and wet, like it, it, it sort of did. It only just beat Lakeen one day on a wet track, but uh, slow tempo that day. He had to sort of make a 600 meter run, whereas Lakeen was closer to the speed and he, you know, he was, he was entitled to be dying on his run there. So. Saturday's the day. 
can uh, either of you Mexicans get this one beat or find a chink or is there a uh, black booker against this? No, you, you just keep watching that replay, don't you? I watched it yeah, I loved it. And, geez, <laughs> it was something beat, wasn't it, if you were on that day? So you might as well follow up and you'd think from 13 he's not going to end up going back to the fence. Hopefully he's just blending down the middle. But um, looking at this race, like it seems like it's going to be a lead up to the Sydney Cup. Like Mighty Beal's probably going to head that way. I imagine Shiraz, who was okay in that race. First up, um, when I saw him in Melbourne, sort of off the TV back in the spring, he looked like a wet track wouldn't worry him too much. He's He'll play out through it with that awesome. I've had something on him for the Sydney Cup. I think Great House is in Sydney Cup contention as well. He ran third in that race. So um, that picture may become a bit clearer after this race on Saturday. I think any of like the jockeys-wise and, and trying to measure them up, I think J-Max on Shiraz, it's like 6.50. And what are we getting, like 13 to 4 about... Uh, uh, the mighty no compromise. If you swap the jockeys there, it'd be, I know McDonald's not riding 53 and a half anytime <laughs> soon, but you'd be six to four, no compromise, and 10 to one, the other one. So, and I do, do <laughs> there is a big difference in rider, but I think that's why we're getting the price we're getting. Mm. It's, uh, we'll just quickly go <clears throat> through a couple of the markets Nature Strip, $1.70, Eduardo, two thirty. Remark 26 and uh, September run on the same quote there. Interesting. What about Shelby Everyone's 66? Gonna... Pardon? What about the last start highway winner there in the in that, in that the challenge stakes? You know, you Shelby. Give it a chance. A four-length dominant winner of the highway last week lining up against Nature Strip. What the hell? Mm, nice um, little eight horse field. Yeah. I, Nature Strip's drawn perfectly there. It's just uh, not not a race you really want to get involved in, is it? But it's um, mm. I, you couldn't believe they'd run Remark in it even first up. I guess it's got to kick off somewhere, but Jeepers. It's uh, the uh, the fireball looks like a good race too, Marzu. Uh, Is your horse coming up? The profiteer. Yeah, uh, on its way to Ipswich eight hundred. <laughs> no, I, I, I think uh, the heavy track will find it out. They might scratch. I don't think it's uh, the heavy track as its go. I think. I think yes, yes. We did kill. You said we all killed a horse. I was thinking about a horse that should retire. And Wild Ruler, we killed it last Saturday. Retired, gone. Well, I, some, I see in the uh, the best bets you alerted me to Marzu. It's got a bit of red zell about it. What about that? Because it's got because it's got the red colours on triple crown. Like, what's it got about it that red zell had? But uh, he's got a good chance in that race. It's actually a nice uh, nice race. And the thing, what's the thing that Tim's riding? Zapateo or something like that. They both clashed their last start. They'll clash again. They've probably got the ones that have got a bit of fit. That Zapateo, I reckon she's she'll be a real swimmer. That also, I'd be no shock at all if she just loved the wet ground. I was mm. a little bit surprised the difference in price there. I think it's like. Three fifty as opposed to eight or nine dollars Zapateo, which I think will tighten up before uh, Saturday. And uh, Lighthouse takes on Forbidden Love in the uh, the Canterbury Stakes. Interesting uh, clash. It, was it the one that had no rider? Is it? Is yeah, it definitely. Got, coming what's to going Sydney on there, or? Nico? Yep, J Mac. J Mac's going to go on Lighthouse by the sounds of it. And yeah. and and a grey. It's a grey. And a grey. Oh jeez. Yeah. It's a grey. <laughs> it's a grey. First, first start in Australia. <laughs> ran on as heavy a track you'll see at Kilmore. That Re- day. And revelled. Absolutely. Yeah, swum through yeah, it. Yeah, swum through it. Yeah, great. So. Reveled. Reveled. It reveled. And then you got uh, Animo, who's uh, proven in the, on the wet deck and Converge, Halal. Uh, that looks like a uh, a pretty good, uh, I guess, secondary guineas. I think the Australian guineas is a little bit better, or you could argue both ways. One's just a wet race and one's a, dr- a dry tracker. Better horses in Sydney, better race in Melbourne, probably, if you wanted to put it that way. I don't, Animo's ridiculously short. Mm. Um, I'd rather back the other two to beat it, to be fair. Mm. Does Chris Root still think it's underrated, Animo? Underrated, yeah, yeah. You talk to him a fair bit. Yeah, let's. Oh, we have, we're we're not on speaking terms, but we talk a bit. Yeah, it's just to, he doesn't hear what I say, and I don't hear what he says. But um, no, the big man's. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what he's uh, saying there that I'm missing. Last start. He's interesting. Someone rang, rang me about the interesting watching Tommy last start. Hits it with the left. Obviously, the horse hates that for whatever reason, and did cost him a bit, but not not much like far out. Anyway. Mm. Yeah, seem to uh, find again the line, but that's uh, that's a cra- that's a cracking little uh, race there. And uh, if it gets bottomless, hopefully, it could be uh, a way to find uh, Animo beaten. But uh, we'll wait and see. So yeah, cracking card at Randwick, but uh, we won't get into too much depth. Uh, if you want more uh, action there, it's racingwatch.com.au, and you can join Walt's Discord chat. There's chats about the flood. There's uh, just wall to wall racing and entertainment uh, throughout the whole thing. So it's got it all: depression, pain. <laughs> Every now and then, we back a winner. Yeah, you know, everything that a putter loves. Yeah, good, uh, good bunch of blokes in there as well. So uh, it's uh, really good if you like Sydney racing and New South Wales racing in particular. And uh, there's other sort of free goodies there also. So uh, make sure you check that one out. But uh, yeah, 
it's uh, definitely a weather watch there, and I wouldn't uh, be spending too much time until really late on uh, the Sydney meeting. And uh, be, I'll be blessed if they get it going. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll come back with uh, Flemington. Now it's time to have a look at Flemington. A cracking meeting here, but a uh, little hat tip first for Nico Noonan. Dormier, you found in the Blue Diamond last week. Uh, who's the horse to take out of the Blue Diamond, Nico? Gee, it's a tough question. Dormier was good winning. I think the blinkers on really helped him, but Jack and I was enormous. Revolution Miss ran well. I think Count the Headlights was probably one of the runs of the race, given he missed a start, and he was super strong late. So He's the one I'd want to take to the size if yep. I was taking something, you know, big, bigger track and... You know, he um, can wind up at the 1,400 a bit better and all that down the straight. Because, I mean, the pattern, the pattern, I mean, it was the the, the way the betting was, it was going to be, wasn't going to be much in it, was there? So it was who got the best run and you picked it. You said Dormier's going to get the, the peach run here. So, um, and uh, Revolution Miss was behind it and, and Jack and I was out in the bleep, in the bleep, in the bleachers. So, um, yeah, so that's how it panned. It was just a lot of races, though. Who gets the best run wins. Yeah, exactly. It's like Sebenak was a bit slow away and he kind of ran up backsides for a lot of the race. So, Look, I'd be expecting sort of the first four, if they sort of progress to the slipper first five, I reckon they'd be right, isn't it? Like off what mm. we're seeing at the moment, there's a few sort of handy two-year-olds running around this weekend in Sydney. Um, Greece is probably one of them. If she comes out and wins, she might put herself right up there. But there isn't a standout two-year-old, is there? So I think, you know, your Jack and O's, Revolutionary Miss, even Dormier, if they do go, Sebenak, yeah. I think but, they're going to be in any race they run in just to how even the crop is. Mm. Yeah, well, they're, they're, that's right. They're an even bunch, but up in distance into a different, say, into the size, I'd be taking count the headlights. Yeah, but he looks mm. he looks the one you might be able to uh, get something out of next start for sure. And I think uh, even though it was a bunch finish, just the way the track was playing, it was uh, hardcore rails in runs. So, yeah, a horse like Jackano um, is definitely the one I'd uh, want to take forward. He's got some X factor, that horse, and he? He's got something there. Rubik, mate. Rubik, seems... let's hope that's our Rubik as well. <laughs> yeah. We've got a little Rubik cult uh, in the paddock. I think there's uh, 20% left if you want to slide into our DMs or send us a message. But uh, we've got a little Rubik that's going to Mick Price. So very excited about that. And uh, fingers crossed, uh, there's a couple of good Rubiks uh, floating around. So hopefully we've got uh, the next good one. Have a look at uh, the Australian Guineas. Wowza. The uh, the field is absolutely red hot for this weekend's racing. I can hear Peter Volandi's teeth grinding. The big wets arrived in Sydney and uh, the floodwaters up there are just, uh, it's just crazy. Just won't stop raining along the east coast. Let's have a look at the market here. And uh, Profondo's come up favourite here, $4.60. Hatotsu, $5. Has to be a massive query. These horses are coming off trials only first up. And they're bumping into a couple of horses with uh, massive platforms here. Captivant, $6 in from seven. Uh, Pinstriped, uh, hasn't been beaten yet. $9, forgot you. On a DK, so we'll have to get the mail, the Aussie mail. $11 lightsaber, 14 Coast Watch, $16. Uh, Pasero, $17. And Ranch Hand, $17. And there's another big uh, thunder cloud that's uh, circling my place up here at the Gold Coast. It's uh, it's crazy stuff. But uh, let's have a look at uh, the CS Hayes. This is the key lead up for the uh, the Melbourne crop. Yeah, I think it might be like six of the last seven have come through the CS Hayes or something like that. So it's definitely the lead up. Uh, pinstripe, you see, with the white blaze here coming down the middle of the big chestnut. Manages to get the better of Pasiro, who gave a fair sight here. I thought he kind of got was going to get away with it here, but you can really tell these back markers, they're just going to be suited to the mile, aren't they, DK? Pinstriped and um, even Captivant flashing home. Forgot using the blinkers in uh, Aussie's colours, really charging to the line there. So they look the three to probably take out of this. Of course, you've got Totsu and Profondo with the different form line, but I think that's the form line you've got to go off. It's the tried and true sort of tested form, and all those three ran very well, didn't they? Oh, yeah, they did. It was terrific. I mean, the, the way I forgot you, he had to go back from the wide barrier and was obviously first up and having a, um, you know, he was a, a clean-up first-up run. He had to go back, but uh, he can settle a lot closer. And Pinstripe, he's just a racehorse, isn't he? He's just a racehorse, and there's a bit of, going to be a bit of rain around. Well, I remember his debut win at Maui, and he just he just reveled in the ground. He ground. ploughed through it. He ploughed through it. So, I think it that's was. That's going to be – but, I mean, these two first up, I mean – they're, they're, they've got a both of them got a heap of X factor about them. I mean, that's the that's the problem. Normally, you're sort of happy to, uh, first up at a mile. Even it was unheard of back in. Oh, I'm not that old, but you know, you just <laughs> took horses on, or they were one batters, or looking for two miles or something. And now these two are X factor horses, both top class, both in a million dollar Group One race, first up at a mile. You know, like and dominating the market. Yeah, dominating markets. I mean, Profondo could be anything. I know. You know, I don't know. I don't know. Robbie Dolan's going to have his work cut out down here, taking on the, the real jocks, but uh, tongue-in-cheek. But uh, he's not, he's not exactly a high strike rate rider or anything, but uh, he'll, he'll know what's doing down here on a 
his favourite in the race against the Ajox, I tell you. Mm. But uh, that horse could be anything. Oh, Totsu, man, what they're, what they're saying, he's he's improved. Well, I, I'm just here, just heard some whispers. You might know you're a bit closer to the camp than me, but I've heard he's, he might have might go might go again this prep. So, um, oh, yeah, so that, I mean, I've it's such a good race. I mean, I, again, forgot you. I, I was, I'm in the forgot you corner. He's that second up, map better, up in distance thing that I, that's sort of all the boxes I tick off the savaging the line first up. That's Well, he was the, the fastest last 200 in that C.S. Hayes and the fastest last 200 of the meeting last mm. start there. So first up. The key, I think, the blinkers, you know, they always had that flat spot. He's, yeah. he's had that flat spot. I reckon the blinkers have helped him through it. I watched the replay again this morning just to have a look and how Zara, so Zara's had a ride on him now, and Zara gave him a whack at the 300, which is because they've only got so many whip stripes, they've got to be careful when they use them. So when they're really sprinting hard, he gave him a whack at the 300 and he responded. Yep. He, he, he accelerated and that's, I reckon he, that blinkers have made a big difference with him and if he can do that um, this weekend, map, mapping closer. Ooh, I, I think that's the other crucial part to this race, like the speed map. Like Profondo's drawn 15. Yeah. Where do they sort of end up? Do they push forward and try to slot in or do they go back and ride him like the best horse? So Totsu's drawn too. Like there's every chance he's just back and buried, buried. like he was in the derby, yeah. but it's a completely different setup at a mile. Yeah. You know, Pinstripe probably maps pretty well from 11. He can probably push on. There looks really good speed here. I'd expect a real genuine tempo. So Captivant's probably the one for me. If he can get back to his Caulfield Guineas figure, I think he's on the right track. I thought he had a bit of improvement to come from the yard sort of last start. I think he he's favorite in my market. I'm finding it hard to back Profondo or Horitotsu, but this is an extremely tough race. Mm, but I look at the race and I think this is where I'd want to play bookie here. I'd just put Profondo in and Hitotsu in and Pray to God that it's not their grand final. Did uh, your Aussie's new BFF down at uh, Amandale Heights Footy Club, you're the, the new coach down there, DK. Surely is there a mail around yeah. Hotatsu's grand final and uh, forgot you? What's Aussie saying? Oh, yeah, yeah, coming up a very quiet week last week, Aussie. Only the, only the three <laughs> group ones in the one day with him and Bray. Very elegant, hinged, and Sierra Sue. Just a quiet, just another Saturday for Aussie. So he's got Yonsi and he's got Forgot You. He's got Hotatsu. He's just, just coming up for another quiet weekend, but... I've got, you know, he, he, the horse he spoke the most about when I had it, my chat with him the other week was Forgot You. That it, that, um, it looked like it was, you know, he was really, really happy with what he did first up. Mm. At the price, yeah, Captivant, Pinstriped and Forgot You, I'd be trying to lean around there. But uh, I think Nico from the yard's going to be the rubber stamp that I'm going to look for uh, on Saturday and see who's got the most improvement. But, uh, yeah, I, I think I'm sort of with you guys. I'd steer clear of uh, the top two in the market there and um, – I couldn't talk you out of, yeah, Captivant, Pinstripe, and forgot you. It is a mouth audio. I can't uh, remember an Australian Guineas like it. It's, uh, it's uh, yeah, it's a cracking, cracking race. All right, let's have a look at uh, race eight. Is the Bob Hoisted here over 1,000 metres at Flemington. And the favourite here, yeah, Malkovich, John Malkovich, $4.80. Uh, that's one of Muggs' old tips, I think. Maliva, six fifty. Enthar, seven fifty. Brooklyn Hustle, $8. Sword of Mercy, eight fifty. All Bant at nine fifty. It's me, Brett Kavanagh. I thought it was a uh, pretty good run first up off a massive, massive spell. So I'm surprised it's $14 for 216 trekking, $16, and a uh, pretty good horse. Express Pass is first up also at uh, $20. But the replay here, Nico, that you want to have a look at is Sword of Mercy at Caulfield in the uh, the line. Yeah, it's in the Rubiton. She's sort of uh, in the moody colours, stalking the speed there behind Oxy Road, who's come out and run well since in the uh, Oakley Plate. So I think fitness just told the story in this uh, race. Like, she's really... Putting it to him here, Marine One goes past a rock-hard fit horse, Oxy Road, as you said, he's backed up that form. Her final 200 from about here is the, se- is the sixth fastest of the race in a seven-horse field. So she's obviously felt the pinch there late. Um, she's a real sort of pattern horse. Second up, she's had five starts for three wins in the third. She's good down the straight. She's won down the straight. The other defeat down the straight was to Fabagino over 1,000 metres in a really high-rating race. I think 1,000 metres is her best trip. Um, she runs 1100 well. Like she ran a massive race in the Oakley Plate last year, but I think a thousand. If you look back through most of her form, that's when she's really at her best. The only knock I'd have is most of her recent form has been on good three or good four surfaces. She does have some form on rain affected tracks, but it was back early days when she was racing maidens and 58s. Like she's gone to a completely new level since <laughs> then. She she knocked around in maidens. I reckon it took her about ten starts or something. Eleven got to double figures. I reckon before she won a race, and then now look at her. Amazing what they can do, these animals. She had an amazing last prep over the summer, and then they gave her that, the time off. She kind of missed the spring, and then that was a really good first-up run. She'll take natural improvement out of that. If you if we're bordering on, say, a seven, sad day, I don't know if you'd necessarily want to be with it, but if you're, we're four on a five late in the day, I think you definitely want to be um, 
having her on side. If this was a good track, I'd be real keen to bet up each way at sort of $8. It's a really tricky program to sort of like label be, one. Be, being Flemington, the way it drains, you, you'd err on that. You'd err on the, the, so, dry, the, the side. Dry. It's going to be dry, yeah. yeah. So I think if we're in a sort of soft five range, we're not at that seven or eight or anything like silly like that, I think she's definitely a good bet at sort of $8. Um, in a race that looks pretty up for grabs, like Malkovich is on the backup from last week in the Oakley Plate, whether that's a big empty out coming he went to this. Fast. He, he went, went real fast. quick, didn't he? So he must be an iron horse, that horse. You know, he's backed up off that. So, uh, but the beauty, she'll get to suck along behind him. That's a good thing for her. Yeah, Enthar's probably going to go with Malkovich. Esla Rock is going to be with him, and then she's kind of just the next horse. So if they fall in the hole, she's right there. Look, I know Trekking's got 63 kilos. He's going to have to carry the grandstand here, but he was unlucky not to win a Moya last rep over 1,000 mm. metres. If he's anywhere in the race, like he's he could jump $16. Like he is $16 with top sport up. I think I've got to have something on him, and if it's real wet, Express Pass probably comes into the game. But if we're on a five, maybe even a four, if we're getting to that good range again, gee, I'd be keen to back Sword of Mercy. It's just how wet this track is going to be, which is a, a huge conundrum. Like we've seen times in the past, the bombs predicted 30 mils of Flemington, and we get nothing. Yeah, like, so what do you do there? But tricky day, I think each way we probably don't miss their Sword of Mercy on the right track. I like the nine kilo uh, difference between that and trekking, especially with that uh, that form Frank through the Oakley Plate. I reckon you found a great each way bet there, Nico. And uh, it's me. I know it got beaten four lengths last time up at Sydney, but uh, Snapdance was absolutely flying, and uh, that was off a long, long layout. So long layoff, sorry. So uh, fourteen dollars, I would not make that uh, horse a loser for me. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and we've got Terry Layton from. Perth to join us. It's a Bunbury Cup meeting at Ascot. Can't wait. Welcome back to Bet Doctor Behind the Curtain. Look at how proponents operate. I'm your host, Scoot, and we're joined by Terry Layton from the 1 1 pod over in Perth. How are you, mate? Yeah, very well. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me again. Mate, uh, we might as well get uh, the hot topic. How's, P- how's Pike going? Can we, does he want him back? <laughs> uh, I'll take him back, I reckon. Yeah. Mate, how's he I'm going? I'm on one. I bet up on one at, where was it, Goulburn? They moved it from Kembla to Goulburn the other day. In the last race, I just kept watching the replay of this thing, and it ran alongside, oh, I can't remember, something that's come out, won a group race since. Anyway, oh, the thing of uh, Kerry Parker's something. Anyway, it's in the last. Has to lead. The fence is worth 10. All he has to do is give it a dig. Everyone tells me, oh, Willie doesn't lead. I've come out. It's My missus is there with me, and it's like 4.50 out to 8.50. I just get bet, 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 until my head blew off. <laughs> it's lead. I bared my ass. I said to my missus, if they run this down, I'll suck every in the world. <laughs> and he gave the lead up. No. 20 to one shot that outside it, and he grabbed hold and went back into oh, the game. Oh, oh, Willie. The favourite's like one out, two back. He ends up in front of him, turning for home. He waits for the cutaway rail, goes up the inside, gets beat ahead. Oh, oh, yeah, oh Willie. Go back, Willie. To, go back to WA. Yeah, that is that is Willie. Yeah, Willie, Willie definitely isn't a man who... Uh... He doesn't like to hit the front too early, so if he's leading and has to be in front for 1,200 metres, that's definitely too early for him. Oh, oh Willie. Oh, Willie. I don't, I don't find too many Hawks horses, so he doesn't cause me too much pain, but he was a late rider change on this thing, and I thought, Christ, you get Willie Pike at Goulburn. Surely yeah, that's an upgrade, isn't it? Surely it's got to be something. No, just, Bowman made him look like a clown. It's just hard reverse. How many winners has he, uh, has he ridden since he, he rode one on the Friday night at Canterbury? Yeah, he's on the others? board. Yeah, yeah, I haven't, mm. I haven't heard of too many. I certainly haven't heard of too many. I try to tune in when I can and see how he goes and see how many leaders he can butcher that you're on. But um, oh. but uh, I haven't, uh, yeah, I haven't seen him ride too many yet. But he will when it comes, and he'll he'll pay you back. Just be patient. He's a champ. He's a star. Okay. I'm just looking through the punning form uh, stats here. Shelby sixty six. That's oh, two. Was his first one. No, he rode that and one for bedtime, bedtime stories on the Friday That's night. That's two. And uh, I can't find another. That's so it. he's two. Yeah, he's he two went close a couple of times. Um, that's about it. Just, oh, I'll get around he went, him. He went close in the last at Goulburn a, the other day. I don't know if you've heard about it. He, he's just he, he's just instant scratching on a lot of tracks up there because there's a fair few leader decks and joints Mate, like Canterbury. I would have loved his face driving into Goulburn. It is one of the lowest <laughs> joints on the way. Well, he has, I guess. He's, he's been out wide a few times in WA. It'll be similar. Just, just, while I was on to, just while talking about WA jocks there, I just had a quick squeeze at the stats and – See who was picking up the slack over there with him leading, and obviously Parnham and uh, Clint Johnson Porter. They they they're flying, but uh, one name that uh, I I never heard of, and um, an apprentice rider there, Terry uh, Polly Watson. Her yeah. stats are really good. Uh, can you well, tell us a bit about her? Yeah, I can actually. Well, it's it's funny if Holly was on yours at um, at Goldburn, I reckon it would have started four times the price and would have been twice as likely to win. So. 
Um, yeah, Holly's a uh, is a three. She's a three kilo apprentice. We got a fair bit of uh, trust in when she's uh, when she's out in front and leading. Uh, still learning the caper with sitting sprinters, I guess, as most apprentices are. But um, yeah, I trust her over most on uh, on leaders, and uh, yeah, pretty pretty happy following her in at the moment. All right, let's have a look at uh, Saturday. Let's try and find a winner on Saturday. And uh, the high horse here is in the Bunbury Stakes at Ascot. The meeting's definitely at Ascot there, over uh, fourteen hundred <laughs> meters. And it's clairvoyance dollar sixty here. The Spruker eleven dollars coming around thirteen dollars. Hot Z thirteen dollars. And uh, this horse clairvoyance, we oh, we'll take some credit. Here. I think we've uh, played it into some form. Last time Terry was on the show, it was coming off a uh, bit of a horror watch uh, with W Pike on, and then Holly's come on up a leader next start, and it's just gone bang bang. Yeah. And there's just so much hype on the uh, the Twitter sphere about this horse. Everyone's gushing over clairvoyance. Waltz uh, grabbed the keys at one stage. Well, He's backed it since. What about that day Pike rode, rode it and butchered it? It was mad lead offence that day too, and he thought he'd sit six wide <laughs> and seventh. It was a great ride. It was a great watch. Yeah. Uh, Waltz well, got him in the gun. I actually uh, I remember coming on, and we, when we were chatting about it, she was $2.60, and I said, look, I, mm. I marked her two ninety. I'm going to take her on. She's a little bit below mine. Nobody wanted a bar of her. She started nearly $6. Well, she jumped She jumped nearly $6 at the time. I think she mm. jumped four fifty or something by jump, but... Yeah, they didn't want a bar of her. And then uh, she came out at Pinjarra in a race. She wasn't meant to find the fence in. She found the fence. She was traveling on the turn. And I uh, I wasn't on. I, I told people if she ate, uh, if she won, what am I trying to say? If she won, I was. Uh, I told them I was going to eat the local pub without sauce. So <laughs> I uh, went down with a knife and fork and tried to hoe into the brickwork at the local pub at about this point in time. I realized I was in a bit of strife. Here. Been there, done that. Yeah. Uh, I'd marked her nearly 20 bucks, I think. And she won like she was a. Uh, Dollar oh two. So um yeah, look, this this race on Saturday, there's uh, only one other speed horse, and I uh, know the stable pretty well. They'll be happy just sitting in the breeze or, or following her along and trying to run second. So she'll be given the rail. Um, and the way she is going, if if she can keep doing things like that, she'll win a railway later this year, or she'll come over to you guys and uh, win one of your group races over there. There's a, a few of them, I've been told. Um, yeah, she's just flying. Uh, I'm a dollar fifty-five, so. I'm not a big dollar sixty-five punter, but she's uh, she's she's. I know someone who is. He uh, likes to eat very ordinary food. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, kick his hat. Is today the day the border opens over in WA? Uh, Yeah, it is actually third of March. Yeah, yeah, third, fourth. Yeah, no, this is today actually. Yeah, Mug could be there for Saturday. (laughs) (laughs) He could be. He could be like you reckon. (laughs) <laughs> Just trying to find a uh, dry track, but uh, surely, and we, we spoke about it earlier, are participants uh, back allowed at the races? I know oh. they're opening the gates for the footy. Mate, I don't even know what the rules are because they've just changed. Today, the rules have just changed again. Um, and Perth Racing, the, some of the trots tracks in WA are saying we're not taking spectators at the moment, just um, whatever it's called, integral participants, blah, blah, blah. Um but um, yeah, we actually haven't heard. And I've got a I've got a runner going around on Saturday, which we're pretty keen to go out and see. But the lads can't even plan a, a day out at this stage of proceeding. So I don't know what's going on. You can go to thirty thousand, can go to up the stadium, but we can't have anybody go to local sport at the park and watch a local game of sport at the park. Apparently, you can't just go and sit down there on the uh, in the open air. But the thirty thousand to go to up the stadium to watch a, a very ordinary West Coast Eagles. That's absolutely insanity. Like. I can understand maybe the jockeys and the trainers being in some sort of isolation until everyone mm. gets a virus to keep the show on the road. But to ban local sport and open up the gates to AFL just reeks of. Oh, it makes no sense. Oh, he's, he's just playing. He's just playing a form again. That's me. Don't speak about racing New South Wales like that. No, we're talking about Perth. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Nonsensical approach from the start. So, what would he change form now? It's all very, very confusing stuff. But um, yeah, as soon as it starts affecting my ability to go to the races and punt and drink beer, that's that's when I get angry. Until then, I just don't really care. Um, <laughs> I just stay out of everything. But as soon as as soon as it's affecting, man, if my horse wins and I can't be trackside, and when we win at twenty to one, I reckon I'll be uh, yeah, I reckon I'll be pretty flat. Luckily, we're not going to win. So, Ascot <laughs> uh, race number eight's the uh, the Furphy Bunbury Cup. You'll be uh, having a couple of these twenty one hundred meter race. Come back right, come right back, sorry, uh, 550, True Attraction 550, um, Marachino is 750, Platoon $9, Nerf Bosk, this uh, absolute goat that I've backed before, $11, uh, Paddy Shadow $11, Bogart $12, Sentimental Queen 12 and uh, Stafford's Lad 13 uh, we're going to have a little replay. 
But it's 7.50 the field. 9 yeah. to 2. Oh, no, 9 to 2. 9 to 2. Come right back. Missed it down the bottom. True attraction uh, is the repo we're going to have a look at here. Talk us through this one. Yeah, well, they all went mad um, in this race. Cockney Crew is probably the most noted leader over these type of journeys in, in Western Australia and was taken on by Hayden Ballantyne, uh, one of your Freo boys, uh, taken on uh, by Sentimental Queen out in front. Uh, it just turned into a mess. It was always going to be suited by horses off speed. Uh, if you see in behind, a horse called Platoon was probably the greatest moral beaten of all time. It was eights into 350. Um, I don't really care. I'm, I'm over it now. <laughs> um, probably, the, probably the, it actually is probably the greatest model beaten in the history of horse racing. And um, yeah, I've seen Willie Pike ride a few leaders over here for many years. Um, <laughs> but uh, that race was completely set up for a horse like True Attraction. So I'm pretty happy with uh, the lack of speed on the Bunbury in the Bunbury Cup. I'm actually happy looking away from the um, the back markers and those horses uh, from that race because the majority of these are coming from the detonator um, to the, the Bunbury Cup here. And I think we're going to see a completely different race shape. Uh, Cockney Crew will lead a pretty sure sentimental queen up to the 2100. They'll be happy with a sit, just parking off them. Um, it should be a lot more controlled tempo. Those back markers won't come into it. Um, this isn't set weights and penalties as that was. This is a handicap. So horses like Platoon go up six kilos. Paddy Shadow go up six kilos. Um, I think it's a completely different race. I, I think the market's got it a little bit wrong. I, I've actually marked the 11th favourite, the favourite. So um, I think it's the 11th favourite. Yeah, it's the 11th, it is. That's a good guess. Uh, Utgard Lockie, horse number 14. I've got it at $4.50. That, that's probably a little bit Wow, short. $19. This is John Walter pricing. Yeah, yes. that's probably... Same school. Aggressive. Get aggressive. <laughs> yeah, that's probably a little bit short, but I reckon I, reckon I could have had it shorter. Um, that's what she said. But uh, Utgard Lockie um, was actually a surprise winner two starts back. It was when I was on the show and I tipped the spruker and I declared that and it beat me at about 90 to 1 and... You, uh, yeah, I couldn't, uh, you couldn't quite believe it at the time. But um, Adam Durant only took over this horse properly for a full prep last time out. Uh, well, this time in, sorry. Um, and it, it was huge winning over the mile, which you wouldn't think is its best trip. Went to the detonator. She was, he was a moral beaten. Um, well, one of moral beatens in the in the detonator. Mm. Up asses the whole way. Travelled, uh, travelled tremendously. Um, this is a race where it should land 1-1. As I said, it should be a controlled tempo. Those horses peeling off the back of the speed should get first crack. Maricino, Utgard Lockie, Sentimental Claim. Um, I thought Utgard Lockie's run was the best of the lot. It's the weight swing horse. Uh, got in horribly at the set weights and penalties, but being an 88 rater in a, in a 90 plus gets in great here. Meets most of these anywhere from two to six kilos better at the weights. I thought its run was just as good. Uh, Lucy Warwick is riding $20 winner after $20 winner out west at the moment. She is um, absolutely low flying. And um, yeah, this is each way all day for me. Good luck. Mm. Number 14. No, $90 is uh, that's, that's a fat price. At, uh, yeah. I have to wait till Friday to get on as well. So I'm hoping nobody follows your show or listens to nah, this. So. No one does. It's sweet. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> no, that's good. No, I've got to. A small little uh, and if DK here. backs and they blow them out, so <laughs> oh, we, that's we, good. Get on, just to, get on DK. Have a look at uh, just Lucy Warwick's stats here, courtesy of punning form. You got last 50, uh, seven winners, and she's hitting at uh, 160% ROI flat stake at SP, seven winners. Uh, out thanks, Davo. And uh, uh, you love these stats, you love these stats. I love the old flat staking. Like, <laughs> flat doesn't matter what the horse is, <laughs> what, what, don't worry about looking at form, just back them on. Yeah, sick. All right, Hayden Ballantyne, the ex uh, footy player, last 50, he's uh, 19% ROI flat state. He's had six out of his last 50 winners. They're both going better than Pikey. You'd rather back those Wouldn't guys be hard. than Pikey. Are you okay, Walt? He's had a heart attack. <laughs> I'll check out. Tell me when the stats are over. Tell me when the stats are over. <laughs> uh, we we got a lot of trust in uh, in Lucy Warwick, and um, yeah, she's probably the only reason we can eat out west at the moment. It's uh, we're finding it hard work getting a favourite up uh, on a on a Saturday, one that we're all popping into at least. But uh, finding a couple that are. <laughs> <laughs> Mug punter. Mug just cancelled his flight. <laughs> yeah, no, I've, I've seen them. Uh, I've seen them on St George's Terrace, actually. Um, but yeah, no, there, she's uh, she's riding a lot of long price winners. She had constant dreaming last week. It was thirties uh, into eights. The only reason I'm bringing that up is because I backed it from thirties into eights. So otherwise, I wouldn't. Even, <laughs> otherwise, I wouldn't even be talking about it. To be honest with you. Um, yeah, that's only that's all I wanted to get to was to talk about the fact that I backed that. So thanks.
All right, well, it's, uh, that's a nice little segment. You got a you got a banker and you got uh, an absolute moral. Hang on, Nico's got something happening. Okay. Nico, Nico, I feel Nico like knows he's just been perfect. waiting in the boxes like a, like a three dog. He was talking. <laughs> him out. He was talking about favourites. Uh, they can't find a favourite swing. This horse tricks of the trade has mm. been put in an absolute picket fence recently in Perth, and oh. looks like maybe the. Uh, the derby might be sort of in his realm. Um, what, have you, what have you made of him recently, Terry? No, it's no, it's no good. It's no good. No good? No, nah, it's no good. Well, it's been winning races where it's been camped behind, leaders taking each other on. The rest of them are no good, and it's been winning by a lip. So it's been going around $1.20, $1.30 every start. But as soon as it draws an ordinary gate or doesn't get the rub of the green, it'll go down at $1.20, $1.30. And, yes, I have been laying it every start and been losing, so that's why I'm, I'm starting yes. that. So hey. uh, it, goes, it, goes, yeah. it, doesn't go, it doesn't go as well as it's – Price as its SP suggests, how good it is. So the owner turned down a million bucks, but he's ninety, so he's apparently he's got lots of millions. He said, so doesn't need them. An angle for next start for the punters, then maybe. Yeah, hundred percent. Take it on. Get out the uh, the texture and just uh, put a line through it. Yeah. Outstanding stuff. I've uh, I've loved loved that segment. I got Terry out of bed nice and early. That's why I was five minutes late. Had to big gap, big following over in Perth. So. <laughs> Everyone loves him on the show, so whenever uh, we can spot some uh, good racing in Perth, we'll uh, we'll try and uh, force him out of bed and get him on the show. But uh, big thanks from us at uh, Little Booty TV, and uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Cheers, bud. All right, it's time for our uh, favourite segment, but uh, puntingform.com.au is uh, a great tool that I use. Nico loves it, and it's a database that lives in the cloud. Sugar Shane Baker can uh, give you a tutorial and make sure you sign up and give them a crack. It, uh, it'll definitely help you go to the next level, and... Um, I'm hopeless with the computer, so uh, it's very simple for uh, for newbies or IT uh, battlers like myself. All right, Mugs Moral, Walt's favourite uh, segment. As we said, uh, he got Ice Bath beat last week. Flying Mascot was on the board, and he's turning himself into a little bit of a Melbourne man. Hi, guys. Mugs Moral this week, coming from a wet, soaking Sydney. The mug is not flooded, so that's one good thing. So this week, guys, the mug will not be punting much because he's at his best mate's wedding so let's find these morals we're gonna go to mel we're gonna have two this week melbourne and sydney because just in case sydney's off so the first one is in race five the english sprint over 1200 meters the mug has gone with the proven a1 form overpassed oh this horse looks great Perfect race. Josh Parr, 59 and a half, down the straight. Oh, what do I say? Beat Animo last start. A first up. Then Forbidden Love come out and won and lost and just got beat. 1.95 to lost and running. Looks a good form. And the mug has already taken $2.67. It's in the $2.45 on top sports. And... The mug's other moral this week is race six. Number six, Dragonstone. Oh, this horse looks like being anything. It's coming off a short let up. Its last run was in on the 1st of January, New Year's Day. Coming off a month and a half, month and a couple of days spell. Should still be fit. Got good first up form, loves the wet, has had five starts on the wet for two wins, two seconds and a first. And you just keep complaining the mug doesn't tip anything at value for his moral. On Todd Sports now it is 8.50. With barrier 15 boys, with all the scratchings, it should come in a lot of barriers. Okay. So, boys, the mugs morals this week are race five, number one, Flemington, and race six, number six, Sydney. Good luck. And what does the mug say after he finds a winner? Go find your bookie. Good luck and stay safe. Just a uh, polished media performer now. Uh, the mug punny shuffling the papers. He's a bit of frontline or anchor man. Oh, I just... think we may have uh, solved one of life's great mysteries there. He could be the man behind the best bet comments. <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot of best bets there, and uh, I think he, he could have he could have written a few of them up by the look of that. Well, you got the uh, the Donald Trump. Uh, yeah, I just think bobblehead uh, on the on the melon. <laughs> hey, <James. laughs> Oh, he's high and dry. Yeah, the man from Bass Hill, Mud Punner. Let's hope it stays that way with uh, Warwick Farm underwater. The last thing we need is uh, Margaret Punner evacuated and uh, 
put up some uh, good content on his uh, Twitter page there too, uh, doing the rounds for Australia Post. Okay, the English Sprint, race five, number one, overpass. Josh Parr, your man's on it, uh, Walt. Two dollars sixty in from two seventy. Well, Abel Willie, Shadow Devil. Rip, but, um, a very good push when Jay Parr leaves Gosford. I promise you that he doesn't leave Gosford very often. And when I was down there last time, he rode the uh, favourite of the Derby's at Shadow Hero, and he vowed never to go back. So, for him to be on the plane down there for Uncle Bjorn, he's not going there for a steak sandwich. Hmm. And the other one uh, he's on is Dragonstone. He might have uh, a bit of air sickness at eight fifty. Race six, number six. Dragonstone. It's down in Melbourne as well. It's in Sydney as well, isn't it? Hmm. I thought was it going to go to Sydney. So he's riding was Malkovich. Definitely. Sydney. He's got overpass Malkovich, and uh, Maurice is me dad, and he's Dragonstone down there as well. Interesting. Hmm. Okay, you think it's going to be down there? Too? Who's that? I don't know. No, I didn't. I didn't. Wasn't aware that it was hmm. down there. I knew that he was going down to ride the three for Bjorn, but I didn't know about Dragonstone. Uh, can it beat horses like Mazu? No, a thousand meter horse. He's just he's got a short sprint. I don't think a wet track will suit Dragonstone. Mm-hmm. But um overpass um looks looks well placed down there and I dead set think Maurice's me dad will go very close. Okay. All right, let's have a look at uh, the top sports steamers, the big bets. Uh as we said earlier, the pre post bet just missed there last week, uh revolutionary miss. Uh Randwick race three, number three, Calgary Stampede is the first one here. Are you uh We were we I like sorry, it, that's like, a ran, like, Randwick, sorry. Is, yeah, it's um, its first up run was a complete forgive. So, uh, yeah, it's got more to more to give. I think old Calgary Stampede and that that stable, obviously, very very dangerous at the moment. The next one here is uh, race five number eleven, taking on Mug uh, Shadow Devil twelve fifty at six fifty here. Shadow Devil. Yeah, it's just a it's just a very scary horse. Wherever it was going to line up, uh, truck trial really really well. Uh, since it's had that little break, and oh, yeah, like a, it's a, it's dangerous in any race that it lines up in. Obviously, a big class rise, but um, six fifty. You know, I guess I thought you'd probably get better than that, but um, got a bit of spruik on it now. Mm. Yeah, it's been... yeah, the next one is Mister Brightside. Here, it uh, was an absolutely outstanding run. They didn't, I don't think they were completely trying to win last start, but uh, it's Savage Lion race six number five. Mister Brightside four thousand at four fifty. Never heard of it. I've never heard of it. Pardon. Leave that DK? Yeah, no, no. Take it on Zaki. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I'd, mm. I'd be in his corner. Yeah. Zaki's prime. Mr. Brotzer. Zaki's prime for um, getting beat. He got, he got gifted the McKinnon, and he's all, all his spruikers off one run in Doombin where he beat Walkers or things that haven't gone on. I reckon he's prime for a nice horse on the up like him, second up. It's an interesting race, because you've got Zaki first up who's been – like primed to run in the Canterbury, and now they come to the Blamey, which is 300 metres extra in distance, obviously trying to find a drier track. Mr. Brightside's in there kind of well in relative to Zaki with 56. Then you have inspirational girl, Terry's uh, little banner horse from WA. She she gets in with 53 with the set weights and penalties, yet she's a Group 1 winner. Mr. Brightside's only won a Seymour Cup on paper because she with the set weights and penalties because she's only had two starts in a year and a half or something. She he gets only, in he only got beaten that far in a group one, though, to his Mr. Brightside. So he's, you, you didn't he's have not to, far off. You didn't have to bring it up, DK. It was, <laughs> yeah. it was very... Uh, more pain. All more pain show. there. And then corner, po- on corner pockets won about eight in a row, and he's going to find the front and could be hard to run down. So there could be uh, grounds for Zaki being a bit vulnerable there. I thought I thought Mr. Brightside would be a complete moral in this race. No Zaki, but um, mm. he's graded me up a little. An inspirational girl with the below the minimums also graded me up a bit. Mm. It should be <clears throat> complete tactics change for uh, Mr. Brightside, which uh, should add length. Oh, he can add lengths after his uh, last start performance. I feel in the last start, and and the camp wanted to just snick it off the wide gate. So I'm very angry, very upset, and can't can't catch that camp sometimes. DK, well, first up from a wide draw, mate. That's normally plan A to go back from horses <laughs> like that. No, I just I thought the horse could overcome it if they weren't as negative and. And he nearly did, so yeah, he got he face. And oh, I mean, it shows, shows, shows what a nice horse he is. You know? Race seven, number two is the next big bet here. Cap the Vaughn, 2000 at $7. That's Nico's, with, that's uh, Nico's bet. Yeah, we've, yeah, I'd, we've I'd rubber stamped this. Uh, we did the segment uh, without Walt here. Yeah, the elite was a good run in Sydney before he ran well again the other day. He was a complete forgive first up. And when the money comes for those Snowden horses, when you can't explain it, that's mm. usually a good sign that the horse is airborne. Profondo favourite. You've got to take it on, surely. Yeah, the, the camp's just absolutely fine. Uh, after Cap Devont, it was always going to be uh, peaking next start. It was a great run. I backed it. I fell into it last start also. But uh, fascinating race and uh, really tricky one. He's but, been good uh, to us, Profondo, on that uh, Caulfield Guineas Day stream. He was 
he was the banker. So mm. tough ass yeah, to start. Yeah, mad like Robbie Dolan around Flemington for the first time. He'd be looking at the flowers on the outside fence shortly, <laughs> and it's, it's coming off of five days after a trial. Like you wouldn't, I wouldn't. Yeah, there's no way. He, he may be the I best the horse in the race. He may not be the best horse in the race, and you're still taking that price off a ridiculous setup. It's um. Jeez, I know. I thought I thought Castlevecchio was no good, and he come out and run second into Cox Plate to Ligrasher, one of the world's best horses. So he obviously knows something about the game. This Richard Lute. He paid for my house, so that was all right. Castlevecchio <laughs> got the Castlevecchio bar dungeon named after him. Everything. So he, he, was, he was a good little animal. Uh, that's the end of the show. Anything? If you get any uh, late mail uh, from Moz, just make sure you send it through. Can you, DK? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, we'll, um, I don't think I'll see it. Where are we? we got it. No, we'll kick, kick into gear next couple of weeks. We'll get to see more of Aussie, I would think. Probably be too late by then. Yeah. Typical. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Oh, Yons. Yeah, that's great mail. Great mail. <laughs> Caulfield Cup, Yons. Caulfield Cup, Yons. That's all right. I'll throw that in. Well, she's in on Saturday. Caulfield Cup. Yeah. He's getting early. Caulfield Cup. Well, they started it talking about the Noah's Ark. It could be like Waterworld by then. He's worried more about the Caulfield Cup. <laughs> All right, we're gonna uh, we're gonna take a break and just end the show. That's that's enough. We've had enough. We're not gonna keep going live. Thanks everyone Jeez. for joining us and uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel to watch more of uh, Bet Doctor. And guess what? The sports show's back tomorrow, and so we're gonna have a look at the AFL and NRL uh, season predictions. So we'll see who's a contender, who's a pretender, who's gonna get the spoon. South just wins. Show over. Yeah, I think the bom- bombers. Are the bombers team. South double. Don't even know to do I, the I, show. I think, I think South are in trouble. What are you talking about, mate? They've lost Reynolds. So what? Okay. So yeah. Side bet there. See you guys.